Good morning. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Pechetz in Maseches Yuma, which, for those of you keeping score at home, is the last Daf in Maseches Yuma. Tomorrow, Bezrat Hashem, we'll start with Sukkah. Today, we have a little extendo version. We do not want to take chances because we have a whole Amud in Daf Pezain to learn. We're on the bottom Pezain, Amud Aleph, the very last line. Um, we started a little early. I came a little early. I figured I'll be ready when Andrew gets here, but he's a vampire. He was here already. So he's rev to go, I could tell. And so we're going we're gonna to get a head start as follows. Yesterday we said a story about Rav uh, that ended up with, a, with an animal's bone in, in, in the local butcher's trachea. Now we have another story with Rav. Rav was giving shear. He was Rav Havapasik Sidra Kamei de Rebbe. Okay, so he's saying Shir, and he starts darshaning Psukim. Ayel, as we arrive at Pesayin of Beis, also Rabbi Chia, Rabbi Chia entered. Okay, Hadar Laresha. So Rav felt bad. He went back to the beginning. By the way, Barry's away. If Barry walks in, we're going to go back to the beginning, and then Andrew's going <laughs> to Andrew's going to start steaming. Ayo Barkapara, Barkapara entered Hadar Laresha. And again, Rav went back to the beginning. Also, Rabbi Shimon Rebbe and Hadar Laresha. So he keeps going back. Every time somebody comes in, he said, What did I miss? He said, Don't worry, I'll start over. This is, keeps happening over and over again. Also, Rabbi Chanina Barchama. Amar, Kule Hai Nedar Venezel. So, Rav, at this point, for whatever reason, at this fifth or sixth time, it wasn't keeping score, Rabbi Chanina walks in. And he said, I, I can't just, you know, I'd love to go back, but we've gone back like five times. We, we got to go, we got to move, we got to move. Lo hadar. He did not go back. This was not taken well by Rav Hanina. Ikpid Rabbi Hanina. Hanina took offense to Rav doing so, right? Um, and, and so, Azul Rav Lagabait Lesar Mala Yome de Kipuri. In order to try to appease Rabbi Hanina, uh, who was clearly upset, Hello, Goranowitz. Goranowitz, today's the Siyum for Masechus Yuma. Azal Rav Legabet Leisar Male Yumi de Kipuri. Rav went to him for 13 years, a Muslim moment. Are we going to do something today? No, no, no. We're starting Sukkah Bezat tomorrow. Rav Hanina was upset that when he walked in, we're on Pezayinam at Bez. So Rav Hanina walked into the shear, and Rav didn't go back to the beginning when Rav Hanina walked in, and Rav Hanina took offense. So Rav felt so bad, he went for 13 years every year. Isn't that amazing? Abaye, Abaye, a great rabbi, the greatest rabbi in the Gemara, and he's so humbled. Yes, this is, right? The humility in this case of Rav as well who went 13 days, Erev Yom Kippur, to ask, beg Rav Hanina for forgiveness, Rav Hanina, amazingly, was not appeased. This is unbelievable. Why is he so, why is he holding on to this for 13 years? The Gemara asks, first of all, how could Rav have done that? I don't know if it's the same Hanina. Anyone who asks Mechila from his friend, they're not supposed to ask, right? This is an interesting question. Are you allowed to ask more than three times? It's a different issue, but let, be that as it may, you don't have to ask more than three times. That's certainly because, right. The because statement. Because if they don't want the goodness of their hearts to forgive you, it, it's like denizens, right? So um, I heard a shear. This is a true story. I heard a shear from Usher Weiss. Did I mention this yesterday? I, remember, I heard a shear from Usher Weiss. I went and I took my son Nachi. Zalmi was in yeshiva at Tarashaim. And I took my son Nachi to, to, to hear him also. It was an Arab Shabbos. He used to give the shir. And he was explaining that even though it's a chiddush, that even though the idea is you're supposed to be Matthias, your friend, and even though you're supposed to have a concerted effort to try to speak to your friend in order to appease him, it is not to say that your friend holds the key to your tshuva. In other words, your friend may have his own issues. 
And so if your friend is not, appease, is not giving you the appeasement, that's not the point. Hashem holds the key to tshuva, even ben Adam the chavero, which is to say the mitzvah is to do a very sincere and complete and full attempt at reconciliation. But at the end of the day, it's not like your tshuva is totally on your ability to convince your friend to, reco- to reconcile with you. The tshuva, the key is in, in Hashem's hand, you just have to do so sincerely. And so that's why, like Gerano is saying, after three times, yeah. you've done your best, and, and Hashem's saying, listen, you did your best. Yeah, he, right. he's the wicked one now. So the, well, okay, let's not get into who's wicked, you never know what the, what the story is, but be that as it may, the Gemara says, Rav shiny. Rav was different, he went, so these are the greatest rabbis. So we should learn from them. We should, he did not give up. He tried to get the he tried to get the forgiveness. The question is, Rabbi Hanina, what was he doing? He's refusing to grant forgiveness for thirteen years. So says the Gemara. How did he behave this way? Is there a greater Geronowitz Mr. moment than this? A person who's not makpid. Who's Maivra Medosev? It means, Maivra Medosev means, yes, I could measure tit for tat, right? I could say, whatever I do, what, I could say that it's only fair that I treat you like this since you treated me like that. You could do that. But if you give up on your ability to do that, which is to say you don't stand on ceremony. Maivra Medosev means, the Mida means exacting. If you don't treat other people with exactitude, but with benevolence, then mavirin lo al kol peshav. Then in turn, we know kol midosav shel hakadosh baruch hu. Right, is mida connected mida. Hakadosh baruch hu will then treat you with right, benevolence, right? right? The and therefore, you're it the pays to treat other people. Beautiful. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're the bully. So why did Rabbi Chanina not do that? Why was he so makpid? So my answer is that Rabbi Chanina chel machazir lelav. Fascinating answer here. Rabbi Chanina had a dream, and in his dream. He saw about Rav dizakfu bedikla that Rav was hanging from a palm tree. It is uh, understood, known through tradition, gemire, right, that anyone who is seen in a dream hanging from a palm tree becomes basically a leader, which was understood by Rabbi Chanina that Rav was going to become the. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, that, that it was understood. Yeah. By Rav Chanina, the rabbis become the Rosh Hashiva. So Amar Rav Chanina said to himself, "Shemamina by the Rebbe Rishusa." It seems to be that Rav wants to be the Rosh Hashiva, and therefore I'm not going to be appeased by him. Notice, "ipayes" and "appeased" are uh, a underrated, um, whatever it's called, um, word that sounds the same in two different languages. Kihechi de lezel v'lagama araisa bevavel. So that he will what? Go teach Torah and Bavel. Which is to say, again, interestingly enough, um, Rav Hanina at the time was the Rosh Hashiva. So it is just interesting Rav Hanin, that, that Rav is giving shir and all these Talmidim are coming in and he starts over for Talmidim. When the Rosh Hashiva comes in, he doesn't start over for him. So first of all, a little more insight into the story. But another insight into the story was, uh, Arzkol explains uh, according to some of the Mepharshim over here, that basically Rav Hanina thought that as soon as Rav would take over, uh, he would pass away, right? Because the Rosh Hashiva position is a one-way street. It's sort of like a tenured position. So he did not want to do that. Um, why he didn't go to explain it to him, you know, why did Yosef not explain to his brothers, uh, Yosef Hatzadik in the, in, in the Chumash, uh, why he was messing with them? You know, these are, these are things, had, it could be once, you know, life circumstances. When people, if somebody were to explain to Rabbi Hanina, you know, you really should go be a Rosh Hashiva in Bavel, he said, are you nuts? I'm, I'm, I'm over here in Israel. Uh, why, why, would I go, why would I go be a Rosh Hashiva in Baltimore? Because, like, because it's like Colonel Lightwood, you know. I understand, but, but, but they, said, they said, why would you do that? So if you explained to him, maybe it wouldn't work. But here, he forced him into it, Right, we we are not in the position where we can make such cheshbonos. But Rav was at the level like Yosef Atzadik, so to speak, where he can sort of manipulate circumstances, uh, has the chachman to manipulate circumstances so as to um, encourage Rav Chanina, as if it was his own idea, to move away from Eretz Yisrael to Babel 
and thus become the Rosh Hashiva there. There's a fascinating, um, or ra- rather the other way around. Uh, I think Rav Hanina um, had the dream where Rav was hanging from a palm tree. That's right. So Rav Hanina saw, Rav Hanina was the Rosh Hashiva. He saw that Rav had designs on becoming Right, the Rosh Hashiva, and eventually Rav became the Rosh Hashiva in Bavel. Amazing. Okay, 15 lines down. We're going to talk about Hilchas Vidui now. Tan Rabbanon. Mitzvahs Vidui, Erev Yom Kippurimim Chashecha. So one second, that means that everything is done to the best. Yeah. No matter, Andrew, anything that's done to you, you should be happy. Right, Andrew? And, and, Andrew, you have gratitude? Yes. Andrew has gratitude for everything that happens to him. You know, Andrew with his foot, you know, he should be angry, you know. Too soon, too soon, too soon, Garamitz. It's like a kapara for him, you know? Maybe a kapara for all of Klal Yisrael. Tanar Rabbanan. Mitzvah vidui, Erev Yom Kippurim im chashecha. The mitzvah vidui, eh, when is the mitzvah? It's on Erev Yom Kippur. As dark approaches, aval amru chachami mitzvah dekodim sheochal vishteh. So it doesn't really mean that the only time you do vidui, because as you know, we do vidui all throughout Yom Kippur, right, Garamitz? But... It means, like, once Yom Kippur is arriving, that's when the mitzvah is. But the chiddush here is that you're going to start saying it even earlier than that. Right? When, you, when you're eating that Suda Samaf Sekes before Yom Kippur, you should say Vida before that. Why? Maybe you'll lose your mind in the meal. What does it mean? What do you mean, lose your mind? Says Rashi, weird. You're going to get drunk at Suda Samaf Sekes? That's a terrible idea. Okay. And even though he did vidu before he ate and drank, so you say vidu before and after the meal. There, Rashi says, um, right? Maybe some chait happened at the suit itself. You want to go in without any chatayim. So you're making. Right, the vidui before, so that nothing will happen at the meal. You make it. Uh, Rashi says that it's that it's shelchet. Um, okay, we'll we'll see. Right, we 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 see we see some people. We'll see in the gemara. Uh, some uh, shitas are that maybe you're going to what uh, choke on a bone. Anyway, and even though you do the vidui already coming into Yom Kippur at you know on Kol Nidre. Still, it's vadi shachris, and the next day, the day of Yom Kippur itself, you're going to say vidui shachris, shachris is vadi b'mutzaf, and then in mutzaf b'mutzaf is vadi b'mincha, and then you're going to say vidui again in mincha, and mincha is vadi b'neila, and then at the end of Yom Kippur, you're going to say vidui in ima, neila. Veheichan amro, and where does he say it in, in his davening? Yachid achar tefilaso, ushliach tibur amr beemta. So an individual says it, and this is how we do it immediately after the shemone esrei. Right, that's where it's placed in the sitter. And when the Shliach Tzibur says it, he says it uh, earl, earlier in Shemunesre. Okay? He says it before. Okay? So we're going to see. Uh, the truth is, Rabbi Gross, who's now putting out Divrei Torah on every daf, like four or five Divrei Torah per day, few, a few minutes each. Uh, yeah, we're trying to bring some of those in. He's usually a day behind us, though, because we're a day ahead. Wait. No, he's, he's, in other words, by the time he says it, we've already said uh, the shear. But he, uh, we'll, we'll try to bring in some of his insights. He had an insight about, about this as well from the Hare Kedem, Ayn Sham. Um, but be that as it may, the, uh, there's, a whole, there's a whole tire here. Why would the Yachid say it after and the Shlech Sibur say it in the middle? So that, that, that is an interesting, um, that, that is a very interesting tire. Bezrat Hashem, maybe we'll say it over at the Seam. But be that as it may, this is when we say the vidui, and as if you're following along, you're seeing that the vidui is being said a whole bunch of times. We don't want to take any chances, right? So we're saying it multiple times throughout, and we're starting even before the meal. And you know that, right? We say that at mincha. We already by mincha and Arabim kippur, if you might recall, you're already starting up with the with the big vidui. Okay. So now, my amar. What, what's the structure here? What are we saying in Vidui? So, Amar Rav, Atayodea Rose Olam. So, a lot of this is going to sound familiar now, right? The Rambam records it as we are familiar. Atayodea Rose Olam, Salamosis, Rekochai, Ata Chofes, Kochadri Vatan, Vokhin Kleos Vilev, right? You, Hashem, you know everything. You know all the secrets. Nothing is, 
you know, right, concealed from you, everything is revealed. Ain called Davar Nelamimecha, the Ain the Star Minegrinacha, Vhen Yer Son Fanecha Shamal Kenim Kel Senu, Shetimcho Lano Alkohatosenu, Kapelano Alkova, the Senu, Sisak Lano Alkopa Shainu. Please forgive us for everything. Now, Shmuel Amarmi Mamake Alev, you add on, right, Mamake Alev, Rashi says, this is a prayer, Tfilahi, okay, this is a Tfilah. Uh, this Tfila has been lost to us, so we don't know what he's referring to. Uh, and he starts with um, and then that might be uh, the entire prayer, it may not be, but basically everyone is adding a little bit of what you would say in Vidui, right? It doesn't say it in the Torah. This is something that was developed over, uh, developed. Uh, fourth thing, Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Ribon Ha'olamim. You should reference Ribon Ha'olamim. And finally, Rabbi Huda Amar, oh no, not finally, the fifth, Rabbi Huda Amar, Kevon Osenu, Rabbu Mil Minos, Vachad Osenu, Atzmim Isfor. So Rabbi Huda's adding that we should point out that really, even though Vidui technically, right, is something that we want to, um, uh, we want to itemize, right, and be able to mention every single one of our Averos, we can't because they are too numerous. So we have to acknowledge that. That's Rabbi Huda's contribution. Um, by the way, Rabbi Yochanan, when he says, you don't only acknowledge that Hashem is Rabbi Kol HaOlamim, but um, the, the uh, Rambam writes, Rabbi Kol HaOlamim, Lotz, Koseinu, Anachnu, Mokpilim, Tachnunei, Lefanecha, Ki Al, Rachamecha, Harabim, which is a very nice song. And it is also, again, the idea not on only the fact that Hashem is Rabbi Kol HaOlamim, but it's not because of our tzidkus that we expect to have any, any um, right forgiveness. It's because of Hashem's rachamim. And finally, Rav Nun, Rav Nun Amar, the sixth prayer, Elokai. And this is going to be famous. This is something that you're going to recognize. Elokai, at Kedai, Right? I was nothing before you created me. Then I created me. It was as if it was not, it was as if nothing good happened. Afarani, Bechayai, Kavachom, Misasi. Right before and I was dust, Kalvachomer afterwards, you mentioned how embarrassed and shamed and humiliated you are that you didn't do any, that not every single one of your actions was in, right, um, in pure Avodas Hashem. And then you say, you ask, you hear uh, a it should be your will that I don't do and that you should erase with your. Right, grace and mercy are chataim avaloya deisurin. But don't erase it through suffering, but just erase it. Erase it by virtue of the fact that I'm asking you nicely, and I'm recognizing, uh, right, with humility, right, what, I'm recognizing our position coming into here with this vidui. Okay, so now this last piece says the Gemara v'hainu vidui derava chula shata. That was something that Rava said all year round. So interesting, Rav said it all year round, and Rav Hamnuna only said it on Yom Kippur. Okay, so now, and we say it on Yom, on Yom Kippur, right? So now, Amar Marzutra, Lo Amar El Dolomar Aval Anachnu Chatanu, right? That this, this, this added thing, right, is, aval, is only, right, said when you haven't said Aval Anachnu Chatanu, Aval Amar Aval Anachnu Chatanu, but if you said the section that says, but we have sinned, sulo tzarech. You don't have to say anything more than that. Now there's anachnu chatanu, avinu pashanu, that is the, that is a central text. The Amar bar hamdudei, because bar hamdudei said, hava kamina kamei de Shmuel. I was standing in front of Shmuel, hava yasev, he was sitting. Vechimata shlicha de tzibura, the Amar aval anachnu chatanu, come make him, no, it's all he's sitting. When the shliach tzibur arrived at the point of the tefillah where he says, anachnu chatanu, that's when Shmuel stood up, which is to say, that is the Ikar Vidui. As the Gemara says, Amar, to which Baram Dudi says, Shmamina, Ikar Vidui Haihu. So he learned from the behavior of Shmuel who stood up for that part of Avanachnu, Chatanu, Avinu, Pashanu. That's how he recognized that that was the Ikar of the Vidui. So now we're six lines up from the wide, and we're going to talk about more about an Elah here. Says the Gemara, it's not awesome. We have a Mishnah. Where is this Mishnah? In Tainus. And Mishnah in Tainus says, Bishlosha Parkim Bishana, Kohanim Nosimus Kapeim, Arba Pamim Bayom, Bishakris Bemusab Bemilchav and Elas Sha'arim. So this is a fascinating formulation in the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, this is in Tainus Chavav, 
that there are three times in the year where you do birchas kohanim four times a day that, on that day. Like in Shachris, in Musaf, in Mincha, and in Ne'ilah. Well, wait a minute. Ne'ilah is only what? Ne'ilah is only on Yom Kippur. That's only one time a year. What's this three times a year? So says the, says the Mishnah continues, Ve'elein shlosh aprakim, uvamamados uviyama kippurim. That the three occasions are, I'm sorry, Ve'elein shlosh aprakim, tanios mamados uviyama kippurim. Tainus, fast days, mamados, and Yom Kippur. So what, what this basically means, right, it doesn't really mean that you say it at that every one of those days, like at the Tainus. We don't say Ne'ila at the Tainus. We don't even say Musaf at a Tainus. So what's actually going on here? So the answer is, that no, it just means that it is unusual, right, for Kohanim to do Birchaz Kohanim at every daytime prayer, right, whichever prayer that might be. So, right, because usually you don't say Birchaz Kohanim, let's say at Mincha. So what it really means is that on Yom Kippur and on Tainius and Ramados, the practice according to that Mishnah, this is not how we, we do it, but the practice according to that Mishnah is that the Birchas Kohanim appears at Shachos and and Mincha. That's what it means. And were there to be Musaf and Ne'ilah, you would say Birchas Kohanim also, which is to say any davening that you do, you do a Birchas Kohanim. That's really what the Mishnah is saying. It happens to be that one of the three examples, when you, when you look at Taniyos, Mamadus, Yom Kippurim, one of those three examples happens to also have Musaf and Ne'ilah, uh, which obviously is Yom Kippur, and therefore on Yom Kippur we end up saying it four times. Fine. So that, anyway, that's, that's what we learned over there. Now, the Gemara asks, my Ne'ilah Sha'arim. That was an introduction to the concept of Ne'ilah Sha'arim. We're going to end up talking basically about Ne'ilah, which is apropos, because it is Ne'ilah is the end, and Yom Kippur, as we said in the beginning of the Masechta, these Masechtas are in a interesting kind of chronological order through the day of Yom Kippur, just like Shabbos is chronologically through Shabbos, etc. So, my Ne'ilah Sharm. So now we're going to talk about Ne'ilah. It's an interesting chakira, if you will, uh, with regards to Ne'ilah. We know that it's when the gates are closed, but is Ne'ilah considered the end of the day of Yom Kippur, or is it already considered the next day? Is it already considered Mariv of the next day? So, Rav Amar Talusa Yasera. Rav says it's an extra davening. Ushmul Amar Ma'anu Mech Mechayenu. That we say in Elah Me'anu Mechayenu, but we don't say an extra, right? Talusa Yasera means that you say another Shmonas, right? So that's Rav's Shita. That it's an added Shmonas that's supposed to be part of the day. Shmuel says it's not an added Shmonas that's supposed to be part of the day. It's essentially just an added vidui, right, that you say. In other words, everybody holds that something's going on in Elah, right? At Elah, you're going to beseech Hashem. But are you going to do it in the context of another Shemun Esrei? You're going to add another a full davening to it? Or are you just going to say vidui? What does this Elah look like? So Shemuel says it's just vidui. So says the Gemara, Mesve. Well, we got to challenge that. We say, or Yom Kippur, Mispal Shevan Mispadeh. We just said that there's a brisa, and the brisa said that on at Kol Nidre you daven. What's Sheva? It's right. Shemonesrei is comprised of three brachas in the beginning, three brachas at the end, and usually, right for a full Shemonesrei, we have right the the remaining uh, the remaining uh, twelve or thirteen. Really, it's thirteen in the middle. But on Yontiv, right, we're going to have. On Shabbos and Yad, we're going to have only the one in the middle that's going to talk to us about the specifics of that day, right? The Ma'oras Hayom, the part of the davening has to do with the day. So we only end up with seven. So Yom Kippur, being a Yantiv, we're going to already at Kol Nidre only Mispal Sheva. So that's our Shemona Esrei, so to speak. That's how we colloquially refer to it. That's the Amida prayer. And so the Shemona Esrei, as we call it, is seven on Shabbos and Yantiv. So anyway, on, at, at Kol Nidre, we say seven, umisvade, and then we say vidui. B'shachmes, misvad, shevam, misvade, and we do the same on shachmes. B'musaf, misvad, shevam, misvade, and we do the same by musaf. B'mincha, misvad, shevam, misvade, we do the same by mincha. Oh, here we go with ilah. So let's see, is there a shmoneser or not? So let's see, b'nilah, misvad, shevam, misvade, there it is. And ilah, you do the same. Looks like there is an amida prayer, right? At ilah as well. It's a full blown prayer. That's what we do. 
And then, and then he ends with another vidui, Divri Rabbi Meir. That was the Shita of Rabbi Meir in the Brice. And so the machlokis between Rabbi Meir and Chachamim is, Rabbi Meir says that you have to end with another vidui at the end after the Shemon Esrei of Ne'ilah. The Chachamim say that that uh, vidui at the end after Ne'ilah, right, is not obligatory. That's optional. However, they both hold that you're saying a Shemon Esrei and Ne'ilah. That challenges the view of Shmuel, who says that it's just a vidui. To which the Gemara continues and comments, Tiyufta de Shmuel, Tiyufta. That Brisa is a straight up, right, refutation of Shmuel, and therefore we see that we do not hold like Shmuel based off of that Brisa, right, but rather we hold like, right, we hold like Rav that we do say Shmon Esrei, and in fact that's what we do. We say a Shmon Esrei, so to speak, really, Tfilah uh, Sheva and Amida at Ni'ila, it is a legitimate full blown prayer. So now, story time. Ula Barnachis Kamedarava. Ula went down. Where's down? That's how they used to structure it in the uh, in the shuls. The teva, right, the amud was lower than the rest of the shul. So Ula goes down to be Shlech Tzibor in Rava's shul. Pasuk Batabakhartanu. He starts with a Tabakhartanu Mikola Amim. This is uh, the middle right bracha of Ni'ila. We see here that this is clearly a Shmonasra that he's saying in Ni'ila. And he ends, right, with, with a, a vidui, and Rava praised him for doing so. Okay. Now, Ravuna Breder of Nasan Amar, V'yochid Amar Achar Tfiloso. And the qualification here is that he, this is an indication that when, right, Ula went, went to be the Shleich Tzibor, he finished the Me'anu Mechayenu as part of the structure of the middle bracha of the Ne'ilah. But as Ravuna Brave of Nassan mentions, which is what we said earlier already, that when it comes to saying it in our own private Shmonet, what we call the Shmonet, so it's really the Amida, or when it comes to saying it in our own private uh, tefillah, we are saying it afterwards. We're saying after the, um, the brachas of the Amida are done, that's when we say the Vidui, and when the Shlech Tzibur says it, he says it in the middle. That's what we said earlier, and that's in fact, that was the practice that Ula did, which Rava praised. So now, five lines up from the bottom, on page I number bays, I'm a rav, chilas ni'ila pateras shal arvis. So here's an interesting question. This is, goes back to the chakira we were saying before. Does ni'ila count as mariv or not? Is ni'ila the tefillah technically of the next day? So we've established that ni'ila is not just vidui. It has a tefillah there. It has an amida there. But is that amida mariv of, of, of Motzei Yom Kippur? Or is that a, just another amida that's part of Yom Kippur? So Rav says that you don't have to daven Mariv after you finish Ne'ilah because it's really Mariv the next day. And the Gemara says, Rav Tamei, Rav would agree with himself elsewhere. The Amar, Tzalusi, Because Rav says it's an extra davening, v'chemin, the Tzalilei, and since you already said it, Tulo Tzarech. In other words, it's an extra tefillah, and it's a tefillah that takes place at night. So you've accomplished saying a tefillah at night, and you're good. Aye, it's not... Shmoneh Esrei, it's Sheva, right? As we said, it's only seven prayers instead of, instead of 18, right? Seven brachos, rather, I should say, instead of 18. Okay, well, let's see. Let, let's develop this a little bit more. Says the Gemara, Did Rav really say that it patters you from Arav? Rav, in general, says that Tfilas Arvis is Rishus. Okay, so wh- why is that a contradiction? The contradiction is because up until now, it made it sound like Rav thinks you're only putter because you said Ne'ilah, otherwise you wouldn't be putter. But Rav holds that you're kind of putter from saying Ma'ariv altogether. So why, it is, why is the Ne'ilah the reason why you putter? So the Gemara says, no, Rav was only talking in the context of if you hold that you have to say Ma'ariv, Ne'ilah will putter that up for you. Okay, so three lines up from the bottom. So we're going to challenge it from the following Brisa. We say in the Brisa... You're going to recognize the Brisa because we just read it. That at Kol Nidre, right, we say, Mitzvah Sheva Mitzvade, we daven a Amida and we say Vidui, Shachos Sheva Mitzvade, Musaf Sheva Mitzvade, and we do the same, but Shachos Musaf, Ben Ila Mitzvah Sheva Mitzvade, and then in the Ila we do so again, and then Arvis Mitzvah Sheva Mein Shmona Esrei. There it is. That's where you see that the Amida were saying, it has seven brachas all the way through all of Yom Kippur, including Ne'ilah. And then, after you finish Yom Kippur, 
right? Before you go out for Kiddush Lavana, you say a regular Mariv, what we call, right? A Shemon Asrei. Oh, so that seems to be, and often, a, right, that seems to say, to indicate that Arvid is totally different. And then the Eli is like what we're used to, part of Yom Kippur, not part of the next day. So you say, Rabbi Chanina ben Gamliel Mishum Avosav, Mispalash Manesrei Shlemos. Okay? Now, fine. So that that is what's interesting here. Shevam ain Shmona Esrei. What's this Shevam ain Shmona Esrei? So this is what, like, this is an interesting lesson of the Brysa. Mispal Shevam ain Shmona Esrei. Right? He's not saying a full Shmona Esrei here at the end of. Uh, Marev in the Brisa, why would he not do that? Why is he doing a curtailed version of the Shemun Esrei? So Rashi, which is last Rashi in Pezayin Amad Beis, points out this Me'in is referring to the Havinenu prayer, which is mentioned in the Masechah's Brachos, famously, which is a shortened prayer. He doesn't really say, uh, in other words, instead of saying the Yom Kippur uh, context in the middle of that Amida. Normally, again, you have three brachas in the beginning, three in the end, and then you have in the middle something to do with that day. The arvis, the mariv at the Motsayim Kippur is shortened because people need to get home to eat and it's been a long day. And therefore, in those days, they were doing that more regularly. And that's what it means, Sheva Menein Shemun But for our purposes, right, so we understand that he did a little bit of Avinenu. He really did seven brachas. It wasn't fully 18 brachas like a regular mariv, like we do today. Right, but it was seven brachos. But the point is that the theme was me'ain shmonesrei. That at that point it was already a regular, so to speak, shmonesrei, a regular amida of chol. So we have mariv at the end, which is to say, like we're used to, that all the tefilos are yom kippur, including the ilah. Those are all yom kippur tefilos, and then the mariv is not right. You're not absolved from mariv by saying the ilah. The mariv is part is the first fila of the next day. Okay, so as we arrive at Pechesam and Aleph with 22 minutes, Andrew, you give me 22 minutes, I'll give you the world. Ah, this is an interesting thing. Why? So that's the Machlokas, right? In other words, the Brysa says, that you have Havinenu type style in the middle bracha of the Mariv. Rav Chanin Gamliel says that no, that you have a full regular Shemun And the reason you do that is because you have to say Havdalah in Chonin Hadas as we do on Motzei Shabbos, right? When you say Chonin Hadas, we say Havdalah. Either way, right, whether, which, whether you go like Rav Chanin Gamliel or, right, uh, like the, the Tanakhama of the Brisa, either way, you're saying a regular Marv afterwards, right? You have to say after Neila. Uh, so that contradicts Rav, certainly. Okay. So we say, no, that one we can get out of. We can get out of that one because we could say to, that that's a Machlokas Tanaim, the Tanya, because we have a different Brisa. The Brisa says, interesting uh, idea here, Kol Chayove Tfilos. Anybody who has to go to the mikvah, Tovlim Kedarchan B'Yom Kippurim can go to the mikvah on Yom Kippur. I have to believe, as Yitz Topper points out, that the procedure is probably going to be a little different. In other words, you're going to be super careful here. It's Yom Kippur after all. So, and there's one of that where uh, I don't think people are going to be doing this. But if you're Chayev, there are certain cases. You go to the mikvah. I go Yom Kippur. Are you allowed to put your head into the water? I mean, if you have to go to the mikvah, so we're going to get into now, there are certain people who have a chiyuv tevila, right? Anida, v'yoledes, a balkari, somebody who touched a sheretz, a metzora, zav, right? So these are people that, uh, to me, mes, I mean, people have a chiyuv to go to the mikvah to purify themselves. Now, the, the idea is that um, once you're, once you go to the mikvah, even before you have Erev Shemesh for, for some of these, for some of these tumas, you're still, you're allowed to go back to shul. So you're in the middle of Yom Kippur and you become Tomei, let's say. Or, you know, it falls out that the day that you have to do the tevilah, right, falls out on Yom Kippur. And if you don't do so, you know, you're going to have a problem. You have to, you have to go back to shul. So can you do so? So this is what he's this is what he's explaining, uh, as follows, right? 
Um, so anybody who has a chiyuv to go to the mikvah, tovlin kedar can be yom kippur. I'll say a little bit outside. The way this relates to us is that the question is right. This neila is this neila. If you find yourself in a situation where you are tame all of a sudden and you, and it's only neila left, are you going to go? And Bitovel, because is Ne'ila considered still Yom Kippur and worth dunking for? Or it's already like the day is done, and therefore uh, if, if something happened after Mincha and all you have left is Ne'ila, you're going to wait until uh, Motzei Yom Kippur. In other words, if Ne'ila is really part of the next day, so then you can't justify going into the Mikvah and Yom Kippur. Going to the Mikvah and Yom Kippur, any way you slice it, Garanowitz, is sub-ideal. Right? It's not what you, you don't do it unless you absolutely have to. So if the Elah is part of Yom Kippur, so then you absolutely have to. Uh, after all, it's like the main part. That's like when you're really going to start pouring it out. So better go to the mikvah, come back to shul for Neila. But if Neila is already technically Mariv, so then we're not going to say, go dunk for Mariv, wait till, you know, so that's what's going on here. So again, but back to the Tvila, just to get the technical down before we uh, apply it to the concept of Ne'ila. So you say it like this. So typically, you have to, you get, you dunk in the mikvah and you go back to shul as, as, um, as intense as that is and maybe counterintuitive for Yom Kippur, you gotta do it. Nida v'yoledes, tovlon kedarchan v'leila Yom Kippurim. Anida v'yoledes, they know that this is coming up, right? So usually they are going to do the tevilos at night. And therefore they should do it a little earlier than that, do it on Erev Yom Kippur, right? Okay. Balkari tova v'holech ad mincha, and a person who's a balkari, he can go. So here, a balkari, the way it works is right. If he sees carry, he has to dunk, and then he can go back to shul right away. So what if he experiences it in the middle of Yom Kippur? So he says, "Yeah, go dunk, come back to shul." So Rabbi Omer kol hayom kulo. So here becomes the machlokes. Where it says, where, where either do you go until mincha or even after mincha. That becomes the issue. Says Rashi, right? If you see carry beforehand, then you're going to dunk so that you could have a mincha with the, go back to shul, but for mincha. This is right, the first narrow lines. After mincha, ein mutter litvola yamtein ashetechshach. Right, this is what we were saying before. If after mincha you see carry, you go and dunk after already Yom Kippur is over. While people are saying Kiddush Lavana, the Yitbal, the Svirah, who Rabbanan Tfilas Neila Belaila, Vlididu Poteres Es Shel Arvis Kiderav. Right, so he's saying because the Rabbanan Hall, the Tfilas Neila is it is it Tfilas of night, right? And right, Vahadik Tani Eni Poteres Rib Yosehi. So this sheet of Rebiosi over here, that Kolayom Kulo, even including Neila, says Rashi, that is, it is Rebiosi who holds that Neila is part of Yom Kippur. But it looks like the Chachavim hold that Tfila is part of, of Motzei Yom Kippur. Oh. Says the Gemara, however, that price that makes it sound like Rabbi Yossi holds Kolayam Kula. However, another Bryce says, Hazav, Hazav, Hamitzorim, Saras, Uvol, Nido, Tumay, Mace, all these types of Tumbas, Tovlin, Kedark, and Yom Kippurim. So they, as we said, could be Tovel on Yom Kippur. Nida, Yoledas, Tovlos, Kedark, and Belayla, Yom Kippurim. So far, the Bryce is consistent. That if you're Nida, Yoledas, you do it, Leil, Yom Kippur. Balkari, Tovel, Kolayam Kulo. Balkari is going to be Tovel all day. That's what Rabbi Yossi had said in the previous Bryce, huh? Which would imply that Neila is part of the whole, of the actual Yom Kippur service, as it were. But here, this is the sheet of the Rabbanon, and it I and in, and then in contrast, Rabbi Yossi Omer Min Amin Chol Mala Ein Yochalitbol. So you see, we have a brisa where it's flipped, where Rabbi Yossi is the one that says that you can't go to the mikvah if you see anything if you become Balkari after Mincha that it's already over. So this is the opposite of what he said in the previous price. So, so the question is, if you see carry after Mincha, is it worth it to go dunk and rush back to Shul for Neila? So we have one price that says that Rabiosi says that yes, you should rush back. And another price that says that no, it's over. That Neila is part of the other. So which is it? So the Gemara says, Ah, uh, lo kasha. How did Sully tefillas Neila? How did Lot Wow. 
Those are the, that's the whole point of these two braces. If you already daven tefilas ne'ila, so then obviously you already said all the davening. Then you see carry. Of course, you're going to wait till Motzayim Kippur because you already davened. You finish your davening. If you didn't say ne'ila yet, you better rush to the mikvah and rush back to catch ne'ila with shul. To which the Gemara says, "Idetzali, if he already said ne'ila, my tamayadur banan." So wait a minute. If you already daven ne'ila. Why would there a banan and the Brisa say that you could still go to the mikvah? So the Gemara answers, Kasavir Banan, Tvila Bizmana Mitzvah, a separate thing. They hold, right, that the, that that you actually can if you have the opportunity to do Tvila, <coughs> you have to do it. It's a mitzvah to do so. Right, Tosfos here goes nuts. Tamali, Right. In other words, so what Tosos is pointing out that if you really play it out and and you look at and you look at the two brises where the shitos are flipped, so what are you going to say that the rabbanon hold that tefillah is mitzvah in one case and tefillah is not bizman mitzvah in another case? It, it works within within Rabbi Yossi, but within the rabbanon, it's a little. It's a little complicated. Okay, so Tosfos has the answer there. But the point is, what we're saying is that if you already said Ne'ilah, so then it's possible still to say that you have to be Tovel at the very moment that you have a mitzvah to do it as quickly as possible. Where do we see that? As follows. Miklal, the Rabbi Yossi Savar, lav mitzvah. That implies the Rabbi Yossi, in that case, would say that no. That the point of why we're letting you Tovel, again, is so that you could come back to shul. Not because you have to be tovel, right? There's the two things that could be motivating you to have to go dunk in the mikvah in the middle of Yom Kippur services. One would be because you have to get back to davening of the day and you have to have dunked for that. And the other would be that you have to, what? And the other would be, uh, by the way, Tosos' answer has to do with kachim. It's not for now. But the other reason would be that, that you hold that dunking is in, indeed a mitzvah, right? But, uh, that, that would therefore supersede even the fact that it's Yom Kippur, that once it's a mitzvah, you have to always do it. We saw this in Masechah Shabbos, and we're going to bring it up now, as follows. Vatanya, we learned the following b'risa. Do you remember this? Guy has a, a tattoo of the Shem Hashem written on his skin. I've seen that, I've seen that. I actually have as well. <laughs> so it's a problem, right? So, why? Because washing that out would be a erasure of the Shem Hashem, which is an Isser. You're not allowed to erase the Shem Hashem. What are you going to do, kill the guy? So what are you going to do? I mean, you can't wash it. You can never wash his hand again. Not only that, how are you going to go to the bathroom? I mean, you can't stand in a filthy place. You got the Shem Hashem right on you. Wow. So... That's a whole issue in its own right. But what if Nizdamal Latfilas Mitzvah? So you're not allowed to wash your, your, you're not allowed to wash this Shem Hashem off. What if you have to do a Tvilas Mitzvah? What if you have to be Toivel? So simple. Karachalav Gemi Vyarid Vitovel. Carmelo Anthony sleeve, right? You put a sleeve over it and you can do Tvila. Aye, it's a Chatzitza. You're not allowed to have a Chatzitza Tvila. Okay, it's loose enough that the water gets in, but tight enough that it doesn't erase it. Bada bing, bada boom. So, Point is, you have to go find some sleeve, uh, reed grass in this case, and make a sleeve out of it in order to protect the Shem Hashem on your arm. Wild case, right? We already had this in Masechah Shabbos. So the question is, the question is, um, it's Kuf Chaf, Kuf Chaf Aleph, Kuf Chaf. Anyway, so Rabbi Yossi, so there Rabbi Yossi said, forget it, forget the sleeve, just go dunk. Wow. Just, you know, don't actively rub out the name, just dunk whatever happens, mimela, right? Incidental rubbing out of the name, you're just going to have to live with it. So why is that? We established there in Masecha Shabbos that that was the Nikudas HaMachlokas. In other words, Rabbi Yossi was saying as follows, that even though there is the possibility of erasure of the Shem Hashem, you cannot afford the time, right? We're talking about a case where the guy doesn't have a sleeve. He has to fashion it out of some sort of, right, or go get it. He has to go get it. It could be that by the time he manages to get the sleeve, 
he's already going to miss the Zman Tvila. So one, the Tanakhama says, well, you know what? We can't afford the risk of erasing Shem Hashem and it's worth it the extra time to go get the sleeve so that we, so that we at least have the Shem Hashem covered when we do the Tvila. Wild case, right? Whereas Rubiosi says, no, I understand that there's a risk of erasing Shem Hashem, but even at the risk of erasing Shem Hashem, just don't erase it actively. Maybe it'll happen passively, but that's not the point. You can't risk the time. You may end up losing the Tvilas Mitzvah. And therefore, we are not going to let you go get your sleeve. You have to just dunk now. So we see Rabbi Yossi sees an urgency to the dunking. It's a Tvilas Mitzvah. Oh, looks like Rabbi Yossi hold that when you have a Tvilas Mitzvah, even if it would, it would follow, therefore, that even on Yom Kippur, even if you already daven the Elah, you would do the, you would do the Tvilas Mitzvah. However, that's a problem. Because we see over here that it's the Rabbanon who hold the Tefillah Mitzvah, Bizman Mitzvah, and Rabbi Yossi does not. So which is it? Does Rabbi Yossi hold that Tefillah is a Mitzvah, or does he not? So the Gemara resolves the contradiction in a fascinating historical fashion. Ahi Rabbi Yossi bar Rabbi Yehudai. Two Rabbi Yossis. One Rabbi Yossi, the classic Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi Stam is Rabbi Yossi bar Chalafta, and the other is Rabbi Yossi bar Yehudahi. Rabbi Yossi bar Yehuda is a different Rabbi Yossi. So one Rabbi Yossi held that Tvila was a mitzvah and one held that it was not. Titania, because we learned in the Bresar, Rabbi Yossi bar Yehuda, Oimer, Daya la Tvila Shetei It's enough for the Tvila, right, that it should be done at the end of all possible times because it's not a mitzvah. In other words, like a nida with fakus can wait until the end. This is a Gemara in Maseches Nida Chavtes that if Anita has a lot of sveikos, uh, when did she do it? When did she, when did she not do it? She could wait until the very end. She doesn't have to write, do it at the time, which is to say, right, uh, I'm obviously, um, I'm obviously not going through the whole Nida sugya there, but there's a, there's a, there's a Gemara that spans like, um, a whole blot, uh, over there, Anita Chavtes Lamed, which talks about a miscarriage, you don't know when it happened. Was it a male or a female? Was there, was she a zava? Was there blood? She, the whole thing is a blur. It's a horrible situation. And it's, it's very tragic. And the whole thing's a blur. Stop interrogating her and asking her questions. She doesn't remember anything. So uh, this woman could end up out of uh, Suffolk. You could tell her, well, it's interesting. This could have been a boy or a girl. Could you be, you had a discharge or not? So, you know, for each possible time that you might be Tahor, go to the mikvah like 13 times, right? Go to the mikvah multiple times because why? Andrew, if tefillah is a mitzvah, then at your earliest opportunity, you have to do it. This is, this is the whole thing that we're discussing now, right? That's the only justification that you would have for dunking on Yom Kippur itself, right? Because you have to do it. That's the point. The point is... When you have this opportunity to do tefillah, is it something that you can do so you can be tar, so you go to shul, so you can eat kachim, or is it something that you have to do? It's a chiyuv. So if it's a chiyuv, it supersedes everything, but it, so to speak. So that would mean that you dunk each time that you might have been tar because you have the chiyuv. Or, but in Masechas Nida, it was Rabbi Yossi bar Yehuda who said that it's not a mitzvah. So Rabbi Yossi bar Chalafta held that it was. Rabbi Yossi bar Yehuda, in the case of Nida, said, you know what, forget all those possible opportunities to dunk. Just leave the woman alone, wait until the latest possible time. Now there's each one of those permutations, whether there was dom or not, whether it was a boy or a girl, take all those into consideration. Take the very latest, because don't forget, out of Suffolk, it's not like you're going to do anything. You're not going to treat yourself as fully tahar out of Suffolk. So forget all the dunking in between and just do the dunking at the end. So with the last five minutes um, that we have today, we're going to re- say this, Bryce, a ton of Rabbanon. We don't have, uh, we don't have Yitzhi T here, the Prime Minister of Lines, but if I count here, we got our 10 lines from the bottom of Pechesem et Aleph. Tanur Rabbanon, Aroah Karebi Yom Kippur, Miyarad V'tovel, Yeshav We say that if a person sees Kari on Yom Kippur, he goes down and he does Tefillah on Yom Kippur, and then in the evening, he what? Rubs his body with hot water and takes like a full shower? What does that mean? So the Gemara La'erev? Like, in the evening, like while everyone's in the Elah, he's singing in the shower with suds and everything. Mai the hava hava. I mean, it's too late, first of all, to clean yourself. 
right? The whole reason why you'd be Meshavshev is in preparation for the mikvah, to remove any chatzitza, right? To remove any potential foreign substance that's going to, right, be between you and the tevila and make the tevila puzzle. So it sounds like from the spraisa, like first you're dunking and then you're scrubbing. That doesn't make any sense. My hava hava. You already went to the mikvah, so whatever happened, happened. There's no point in scrubbing now. No, 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 no. Ella, ema, mi be'er of Yishavshev, which Rashi explains, right? A life hack. A life hack. Erev Yom Kippur, take a nice, hot, scrubby shower. Make sure everything's clean. If in the case of Kerry, you'll be able to be toivil and the tefillah will not have a chatzitza, you'll be okay. So similarly, Tani Tan Kameda Rav Nachman, person who sees Kerry Yom Kippur, very counterintuitive. You would think a person sees Kerry on Yom Kippur, it's like the wor- Tovel Vesheret's be other, right? Like it's like the worst thing that could possibly happen. No. It means that all of your avonos are forgiven. Whoa. How? So he says, so, so, so we explain. Why? Because um, perhaps at that point it means that you didn't even need the Mechila. In other words, obviously Rashi says, Velo b'miskavin. Haroah Karabim Kippur, right, the first white line, that this is not something that he intended or anticipated, but it happened. It shows, it's a Karsh winking at you, saying, you don't even need this whole thing necessarily because you're a big, huge tzaddik. I, Vahatanya, we said in the Brisa of Onosav Sadurim, we says that his sins uh, are arranged, which sounds like he's going to be judged for those. My Sadurin, so the Gemara says, no, Sadurin li Machel. No, his sins are already lined up for Mechila. To which time the baby Shmala wrote, Kerbi Yom Kippurim, Yidah Kola Shana Kula. The Rabbi Shmala says more what you would have expected. If a person sees Kerry on Yom Kippur, he should be worried all year that this is the year that, that right, this is the year that he expires. Beam also Lo Shana, but if he manages to live out the year, Muftachlu Lo Shahu Ben Olam Haba. That's a really good omen. You survived being a Kerry Yom Kippur and you made it through the year, you must be a big, huge tzaddik. To which Amar of Nachman Bar Yitzchak, the valedictorian of Sachem, comes to close out Masechas Yuma. Teda, you should know. Wow. Apparently, he didn't need these Inuyim. The entire world is starved, meaning that is one of the Inuyim. And he's fine. He's fine. He didn't need the Inuyim, is the point. He's cool. Kiyasa Ravdimi Amar Ravdimi came to Babel. He said, May he live long and multiply and multiply further. Hadron Allah Yom Kippur, may we all live long and be fruitful and multiply and be Zaycha to live long enough to go through Shas and for all the Masechtas to be fruitful and multiply over and over and over and over again. Have a good day. We start with Sukkah tomorrow.